Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. This is a Color Me Dead podcast. We are doing an interview with a sex offender. It's a Q&A. There could be a lot of triggers for anybody facing sexual addiction. So if you are struggling with that, be either mentally prepared or turn it off now. Welcome back to Color Me Dead. It's the follow-up Q&A for our dear friend, Rusty Shackelford. A big thanks to our sponsor, Studio Sweden. Get your awesome headphones at studio.com. It's S-U-D-I-O.com. Use the promo code CMD at checkout for 15% off your order. And if you'd like to donate to our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash Podcast. A great big thanks to our alpha dogs, Tiffany Piper, Clinton Toon, and Tracy Louderkeith. Thank you guys so much. Um, every penny helps, and we appreciate all of your donations. All of your money. All of your monies. Show me your tits and your money. <laughs> or don't. Just or money. don't. Money's fine. You know, you know, whatever. So, as... Well, we do. Uh, also, if you guys are interested, we are going to be attending Potter and Love uh, Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. Potter and Love 2018. Uh, if you guys are interested in going, this is August 10th through the 12th, and it's going to be in the heart of the French Quarter. You can get discounted tickets using color... As the promo code for 10% off, go to pottern.love to check that out. They've also got discounted or uh, discounted room rates at the Intercontinental Continental? <laughs> Intercontinental Hotel. 129 bucks a night. It's a screaming deal. Great rooms. If you guys are interested in attending, check that out. Remember, promo code color. 10% off. Can I be in your French quarter? <laughs> I was probably holding that the whole time. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Mm. So, welcome back, Rusty. Thank you, thank you. And Rusty has graciously agreed to do a Q&A for all of our listeners that were um, interested in doing so. Uh, he had a lot of, lot of positive feedback. A lot. And we had very few negative comments, um, and the ones that we did have were pretty mild. Uh, but we do have a lot of people that are in your corner. One of the questions that was asked by our friend Sarah um, was, is there a place that they could donate for legal fee costs? And Rusty's response was? Uh, we're actually going to be doing some research on a charity that you guys can donate to for like sex abuse victims or something along those lines. The reason why we're doing that is because all my legal fees are paid for and we'd like to give back in a different way. So Perfect. Oh, that's cool. So, thank you though. I appreciate that oh so much. No kidding. When I saw that question, I was like, that's a badass bitch. Who was it? It, Sarah. Oh, she is a bad bitch. She is thank a you, bitch. Sarah. You're a bad bitch. One of the questions that we got from a friend on our Color Me Dead community was she wanted to know an update on when his record would be sealed and when you were going to be off the registry. In 2020. It's uh, 10 years after I got off probation, which was in 2010. And so, thankfully, by the grace of God and the powers that be, we are uh, we were able to get it knocked off, knocked down to a misdemeanor, and off the sex offender registry in 2020. And then your records will be sealed as well. Like those won't be like public. It'll be a misdemeanor. So I mean, it'll always say 
sexual abuse of a child, but it'll be noted as a misdemeanor. So when you apply for jobs and everything, it's not you don't have to click the felony correct box and. I can buy guns, I can go hunting, and all that other fun stuff as, you know, a normal citizen, so. What about the fire department? We talked about that before. Is that, and will that open back up? Is that an option or no? I would hope so, but if not, that's their problem, so. (laughs) You won't be saving anybody's asses, (laughs) right? No, nope, nope, nope. A question from Catherine. My fiancé went through something similar but the case was dropped. He still struggles with it. Besides the therapy, do you have any advice for him? Uh, I'd have to get a little bit more specific on what he's struggling with to give him good advice. Um, If the case was dropped, I would assume, you know, just go with your best gut instinct. Like if you feel you need more help, obviously reach out. If you need a little bit more if we could get more specific with that one it'd be easier for me to answer in a better way like do you uh, think he's dealing with like guilt or like if he was dealing with like inner turmoil about choices actions guilt that kind of thing i mean if the case was dropped obviously you know like don't feel so guilty about it, but then also, like I did, uh, depending on the circumstances of your case or, or of his case, like hold true to your actions and be accountable for what you did, if anything. You, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then, because that's at the end of the day, that's the only thing that we can we can do is or change is what we did. We can't change what other people said, what other people did, whether they lied or didn't lie or whatever. But we can only hold fast to what our choices were. Hope that answers your question. If not, ask the ask the ladies and they'll get they'll get in touch with me. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you need further clarification, if you want to share more than that, I know how to get in touch with him. Uh, Sarah Hughes, what advice, if any, would you give to other young men to make sure that they avoid the same issue? Check, check your IDs at the door. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, kidding. Um, honestly, like as young men, yeah, a lot of us can be dumb young and dumb and full of cum, as they like to say. Uh, don't be afraid to to literally ask for an ID. And, I mean, I know it's easy for ladies nowadays or anybody to get a fake ID. Like, just don't be stupid. Uh, there's a lot of, like, other than underage stuff, like, herpes goes home with you. Don't forget about that. So and just it continues to come back. <laughs> and it it's continues to come back. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It's like the jelly of the month club. <laughs> yes. Ask questions. Um <laughs> Maybe this is... What year did you graduate? Yeah, what year did you graduate? I mean... Yeah, instead of asking their age, ask stuff like that. They have to do the math for if they don't have that already. Yeah, like if they can't zip that off, (laughs) you might be dealing with an underage... Maybe not put out on the first date. I mean, let's let's take this back a couple generations and be gentlemen. There we go. Be a gentleman and, you know, get to know the lady before you you sleep with her or vice versa. So that's what I would say, honestly. Oh. Mrs. Shackleford. Mrs. Shackleford just gave him some eyes. <laughs> well, did, we did not do that. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I'm trying to teach you, and I'll show you. I don't. I. I did ask for her ID, though. <laughs> Mrs. Shackleford, how what, old are you? What year did you graduate? <laughs> yeah. What high school did you go to? <laughs> um. 
So this this question actually comes from our Ven our our Ven. I thought you were gonna say our ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, Ven Vin, our oh, friend our Vin. Vin. Yeah, Vin Simentelli. <laughs> He's our Vin. He's our Vin. He actually wanted to know if you had considered maybe going into a field of counseling and therapy for sex offenders and helping other young men who have charges. Is, I have considered it, but that would be an awfully lot of more school and I've already got countless student loans as it is for a current uh, career that I'm not doing. So um, for now, as soon as everything's said and done, we're going to pursue that again. But uh, I honestly, to go into counseling, I don't think that's something I would do, but I do. A lot of things have been pointing me towards like, like this podcast and actually maybe once everything's said and done, being more involved as like a public speaker or something along those lines to help yeah. people out or have people be able to, to reach out and find, you know, some sort of solace that there is light at the end of the tunnel kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes from people that have similar cases like mine to potentially, you know, the hardcore ones right. that are out and have had a second chance. So, uh, This question comes from Sarah. Um, I'm going to fuck up your last name, dude. It's either Nobriga or Nobrija. Nobriga? Hey. Nobriga? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're going to have to correct me. Um, she said, how would you change the current system to attempt to give more information regarding current offenders? If any at all. That's kind of a slippery slope because if you give more information, you're potentially putting the victims also in harm's way. If that makes sense at all. Right. Yeah. Um, so you got to be kind of careful with that. I, I, I really think that maybe they should, uh, I'm, that's a good question. Well, it's, it's, and I think the reason why she asked this question is because looking at your situation and the way that you were judged and the way that Mm. you were treated, Mm. um, if people had a better understanding of the the crime or the charges or the case, then maybe they would be more open to having conversations instead of just, you know, grabbing torches and pitchforks. But I totally see what you're saying. Like you give too much information, you're going to out the victim. Yep. And that's... And that's... that. At the end of the day, that's the most important thing. I think anybody, regardless of, of what happened to me, obviously I'm an adult and I can handle whatever the torches and pitchforks, but it, maybe the victims can't. Like, especially in yeah. extreme cases. I think... I think maybe if they, like, put, like, a scale, like a 1 to 10 scale or something like that, like, one being, yeah, this guy did it, but the circumstances may have been a little dumb and then a 10 being like, yeah, he did it. He deserves to be castrated. Yeah. Gotcha. Kind of a thing. I think something like that would help out, but even then, like it's kind of a slippery slope. So, I mean, like you're always going to be your best judgment, um, regardless of what the website says or what people say. If you have a neighbor that says like, Hey, this guy's a a pedophile and you want to know more, I mean, don't go knock on his door first and foremost, but, like, if you see him in passing or whatever, you know, don't be afraid to be like, hey, I saw your name on the, the registry. And you should be able to find their emails and stuff, too. You could probably, like, shoot them an email. So Really? Yeah. I have to put all that down. Like, any, any like, Facebook aliases, any, uh, any websites that I log into that has uh, potential, like, forum-based or anything like that that I can communicate with other people, uh, all my email accounts... Um, anything like that, I have to put on the, the sex offender registry. So. Did you ever get any emails from anyone? 
No. No? No. Hmm. Uh, this comes from Karen Warner. She said, knowing what you know now, would you still have turned yourself in? <laughs> Nobody's, well, I'm not going to judge. I'm not judging. No matter how, because when you said, I heard so many people come out and say that happened to me, but I didn't turn myself in. There were a lot of, yes. a lot of people that were like, that happened to my brother, it happened to me, or even my husband, but they never, they never turned themselves in. Um, yes, I still would have turned away. Like if, let's just say like we f- flash forward and I was the same person I was when I was 18, there, I, I still hold myself to a, a moral standard that yes, I would, I would turn myself in. Um, just because I couldn't, let's say when I was 80 years old, I'd be like, man, yeah, <laughs> this sucks. Like I did this and I couldn't, I, I just couldn't live with myself. And I think maybe that goes back into asking for advice for husband that's dealing with some exactly leftover feelings. Well, plus, plus, I mean, again, like when we talked about it in, in, the, in the previous episode, we talked about like the benefits of, of being on probation and the benefits of going to therapy and actually applying yourself to it. There's no way like, yeah, I was forced to do it, but I don't think I would have had the gumption or the, the ability to do that on my own. Or, yeah. like, the willpower to go through with that. The Does desire, that Yeah, the desire to yeah. go through yeah. with those changes. And when you're forced to do something and you've hit rock bottom, it, it kind of changes your perspective. And it's that stuff that I couldn't have done previously on my own. So, yeah, I mean, knowing what I know now, I'm, I'm thankful that everything that happened did happen. Because I wouldn't be the person I am today. I probably wouldn't be with my wife right now. So, Or on this show. Fair enough. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Um, Susie Anderson didn't really have a question, but she did have a blurb that she wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Said that my brother had the exact same situation happen to him years later. He's still being harassed by the police. My mom set him up a Facebook so that he could have updates when he was down for a while on a stupid violation. And now six years later, they found him and they put him back in because he didn't register his Facebook. Um, and it's not even his. His mom made it. She said, I feel so bad that people have to go through this because it's never ending. So moving that into some of the other questions, um, what are your thoughts on being banned from Facebook? And did you know that you had to register it? Or was that like, did you register it? And it was Facebook that decided to ban you. Uh, It's, I knew like going into it that I had to register any and all accounts, especially like from like the days of MySpace. I had literally, I just recently deleted my MySpace off my registry because I haven't logged into it for 10 years or whatever. Right. Um, but yes, going into it, I knew that anything that I had access to, anything like, like I said before, like emails, any websites that have memberships that, you know, like they have to be reported on there, like including like my college, which was online, like literally everything like that has to be reported and wow. on documented that you have, have it on there. So with being banned from Facebook, that was Facebook making that decision? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Um, yeah, we, I know. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, we looked like, so I was sitting there chatting with another professional in my chosen field, and um, we were talking, and literally I put my phone down because I was on Facebook Messenger on my phone, and I put it down, and then when I picked it back up, it said, you have been logged out of Facebook. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe they just randomly logged me out of Facebook because they do that from time to time. To security check. Security wow. check or whatever. So I like, 
punched in my information. It says, um, you do not have access to Facebook or something like that. And I was like, what? So I tried again in the same thing. And then finally I went home and tried to log in from, from home. And my wife actually looked up my Facebook account and it was gone. Just deleted. No more. Does not exist. And so finally I tried enough times that Facebook's like, Hey, you, you've been banned from Facebook. Um, this is the error code. If you need more information, just look up our terms and conditions. So I did, and literally it brought up, dink, sex offenders cannot have Facebook. And I was like, okay, I've had Facebook for upwards of like 13 years or however long Facebook's been out. And now? And now they finally just deleted me. So I actually like emailed them and they said, yeah, your Facebook's been terminated. We can't tell you why due to safety standards and security. Um, this decision is final. So literally like thousands and thousands of pictures of memories, um, gone, just that's it. No more. Um, any of the pictures that my wife had tagged me in or that I tagged my wife in or friends and family gone, everything was gone. And so now this is me being nitpicky, but, and I can't confirm nor deny this accusation. Uh, but we looked into it further and for them to do that, somebody has to actually report my profile, send in a link of my registration and like a newspaper article or something like that to further prove that this person or that I was a sex offender. So, so somebody went to some great, some great to lengths make, to make God. sure that I didn't have a Facebook anymore oh. <laughs> of all the things to attack, like my Facebook. So, so God. <laughs> Yeah, petty bitch. No, you, <laughs> if you were a rapper, you'd be petty wop. <laughs> but again, um, without Facebook, my life is a lot less, you know, drama filled, and I'm not constantly scrolling my phone. I mean, I get on Instagram now and then, but you know, who doesn't? Yeah. So, next question: Does it make you uncomfortable to come into accidental contact with your finger quote victim? And are you required to maintain a specific distance from them still to this day, or what's the situation with that? It was—I don't know what the process is right now. Um, now that I'm off probation, I do know that when I was on probation, it was zero contact. Like, if I had anything or anybody contact her for me, go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. And so I've just kind of maintained that outlook just because I don't want her to feel awkward, yeah. whether or not like she even recognizes me anymore, or I would recognize her. Um, but I have randomly ran into her at like Walmart now and then, but we just, I just don't do anything. Duck and run. Not even, not even really yeah. that. I just don't make it awkward. I just be like, like the other day, my wife and I ran into her and I didn't even say anything until I got in the car. I was like, yeah, that girl at the such and such aisle my wife's like what who i was like yeah that, that was her so oh. no big deal uh we don't we don't really talk about like i don't bring it up i don't make it awkward for anybody just because of hey how oh, are you remember you me, remember me? <laughs> oh my God, i remember you <laughs> you little minx you <laughs> oh you little white liar <laughs> you know what um groundhog day because i sure as heck fire remember you <laughs> Right? Exactly, exactly. It still looks um, 16. Oh, but I do know, like, when I was on probation and we would, like, if we, uh, like, for the level four apology letter, 
they actually try. They wanted to. They always tried to send that letter out to the victims, and they had to go through like my counselor had to go through my probation officer. My probation officer had to go through her lawyer, and if there was anything that the lawyer or family did not like about the letter, just nixed it. So yeah. So I just like I said, I just maintain that same policy. Like, don't talk to her. Zero zero contact. Exactly. So gotcha. Um, How would you alter the therapy, if at all, that they have to do? You had to do. I think uh, depending on case by case basis, maybe not the Peter reader for everybody. Um, (laughs) But then again, I get why they do that because. My my case did involve a child, so they wanted to make sure that I was not a pedophile. Um, I think they, I think they should probably have like different tiers of therapy for people. Like in so like if you have like your extreme cases, like multiple felt like multiple rapes or whatever counts, uh, maybe make them go through a lot strenuously intense therapy and actually like dive down deep, 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 deep. Because as, as crazy as it is for me to say this, like, if you don't apply yourself to it, I think anybody could just get through it. Like, skate through it. Skate through done. it. Say what they want. Like, say what the counselors want to hear. And then if you pass your polygraphs, you know, then who gives a shit? Yeah. But, uh, but then also, like, with people, with, like, the gentleman we talked about on the previous episode who turned, who also turned himself in for a blowjob, who he thought he was the one that was in trouble, uh, you know, maybe not so intensive therapy for that guy. So just kind of a case by case basis. I think that's going to be the general consensus for a lot of the questions that I was reading. Like how can we change the system is maybe do it more on a case by case basis versus not a one size fits all pedophile. (laughs) You're a sex offender. Um, I think that, and I know that would be a lot more hard work for a lot of people. Time, money and energy, time, money and energy, Mm -hmm. but I think that's the only way, truthfully, that we could actually fix the system is take each case individually and examine it and be like, well, this guy maybe didn't deserve that or this guy, yeah, send that guy to California, let's chemically castrate him kind of a thing. So Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing in California, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. They give you oh, a yeah. pill and it'll... It makes your downstairs not work anymore. I mean, like you can function, you can urinate, but you can't achieve erection or orgasm yep. or anything like that. Like you yep. can fiddle your stick all day long and nothing's going to pogo. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes oh, I think. What's, ta- what's that song by Lady Gaga? <laughs> My magic stick. Or whatever. That that what it is? Is? I, no, I don't know. I, That's I don't a love stick. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it's not working is what it's going to yeah. come down to. Sorry. The, things pop into my head and then Disgusting. they just shoot out of my mouth. I think that's what makes this podcast so awesome. <laughs> I do too. Just flies. Ain't nobody jumping on his dick. I know. Mm. Ain't no pogo go-go. Uh, so Shannon Thies. Shannon, hey. Hey. Thies. Um She said, I remember them mentioning that they have a son. My questions are, how would you prepare your child to avoid this type of situation? And do you plan to discuss discuss with him at an appropriate age what happened to you? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, I think by the time he's old enough to have that conversation, maybe not go into specific details because I, I don't think that's really important. 
just making sure that your children and my and our children are aware that hey this is a real thing that can happen to you well they didn't they know the story they don't need to know the specifics yeah. with you but if they know the story and what can happen because i was thinking about the same thing with my daughters i have a son too but i have two daughters Hope. Telling them, look, your choices are not just your choices. When they yep. involve other people, it's a consequence on other people. Yep, exactly. It. They're they're a while away from that talk, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about exactly. it a lot. Yep, and I think that's exactly the answer: is just being open and honest about everything and being like, "Hey, like this chick lied to me, and then you know we ended up sleeping together, and this is what happened." Uh, just be more cautious about. You know, you wanting to sleep with somebody. Maybe not let those little hormones kick in so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it reminds, so reminds me of that TV show on Netflix, Big Mouth. Have I know, you guys I watched it? Say the <laughs> hormone monster. Yeah, you guys need to check it out. Okay. Um, it's a it's an adult cartoon, so okay. don't be watching it when kids are awake and whatnot. But little rusties around. Yeah, <laughs> when, little, <laughs> when little little rusties running about. But uh, it's a babies. it's a TV show about these two kids that like one goes through puberty before the other one, and mm-hmm. he's got this monster, like this make believe monster, the hormone monster that follows him around, and like they're in the middle of a maturation class, and they say fallopian tubes and like uterus and vagina, and they're like, women have fallopian tubes? I thought they just had vaginas, and they're like, maybe it's street slang, <laughs> and then the <laughs> the hormone monster pops up. And he's like, fallopian tubes, that's a safety <laughs> word. And the kid, like, you know how you throw the accidental bone? You know, you have no control over it when you're yep, a youngster. Yep. And he's, like, got a book in his lap trying to hide it. And he's like, please, please, go away, not here. And he's like, you know what's going to make me go away? He's like, jerk off. Yeah, 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 go jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Is that when they go into the bathroom? Ooh, yeah. Fucking hormone monster. It's so funny though, and like the first time one of the little kids sees him, he's like, "Are you the puberty fairy? What the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> I'm the goddamn hormone monster." Okay. Do you have anything to add to that before we move on? No. All right. Excuse me. Well, those, well, Jesus, were those all mm-hmm. your questions? Mm-hmm. Now we have questions from my little brother. <laughs> the, oh. the ones that I sent you that yeah. were like very in depth, those all yep. came from her brother. Oh, okay. And so I, those were the ones that I thought might need a little bit more thought put into them, especially yeah. the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he said, he sent us an email today. It says, hey, Rusty, thanks for sharing your story. I have a good friend and a colleague with a similar story to yours. He made some mistakes in his young adult life, but he is definitely not a pedophile. Yet he is on the sex offender registry for life, and there's nothing he can do about it. So his first question is, do you know if the law offers different terms, li- different term links on sex offender registry based on the severity of the crime? And if not, do you think they should? Uh, to my knowledge, there's no, like, as of 2005, if you're a sex offender, you are a sex offender for life. Um, do I think that they should probably change that a little bit? Yes, depending on the severity of the crime. Um, again, like, if, if somebody... Similar to my case or cases that we had talked about previously, um, maybe do it for an extended period of time, maybe 10 years after you get off probation or less, just depending on how intense it is, then yeah, I think that that would be fair. Um, But I think if somebody's like a multiple rapist or serial rapist or anything like that, that 
Obviously, they should probably be registered for the rest of their life. Be on a little bit longer. Um, depending on when your friend had all this go down, maybe have him look into it, do some research, um, get in touch with the lawyer like I did, uh, and go from there and see if there's anything they could do to help him get off the, the registry. registry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't the only one. He said it, and then like light bulb, all four of us were like off the registry. <laughs> Dramatic pause. <laughs> but yeah, look into it, do some research, um, and, and see. Like, it never hurts to try. And because that, because that's what I did, I was like, oh man, I got to be on this for the rest of my life. And then by the, the thankful grandma that I have, she's like, well, let's look into it and find an attorney, see what happens. Is that how grandma talks? <laughs> it is. She's a little bit more sassy than that. She's like, let's find a fucking attorney and see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so we, we literally looked in the phone book and found one that said, defend your rights. And we were like, hey, let's check out that guy. Sure. And he ended up contacting the local prosecuting attorney and bada bing, bada boom. Here oh. we are. Yep. 2020. Yep. That's cool. And especially another thing that if he could, um, I mean, he probably, your friend probably can't, but uh, if the attorney can get in contact with you, his victim, finger, finger quotes, quotes. Um, his, and see if they would be okay with him getting off the registry, that is like a plus 20 to your natural role for getting off the sex offender registry. That's what they did. With did you just give yes. a board game reference? I did. You, I did give you a, just gave a fucking D&D give, reference. I did give a D&D oh. reference. Well, so much for this podcast. No. <laughs> I was like, what board game? And then you said d and I'm like, no wonder. I I, the only reason I know anything about D&D is because of Spencer and Rusty. Yep. And they used to throw D&D night yep. at my yep. house. Yep. And we called it Daddy Dork Night. I remember that. Because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is Daddy Dork Night? Yeah. I'm like, well, they play yeah. this game. And I'm like, I, I still don't get it. Like most guys, they get together. They, like, smoke cigars, play poker, and drink whiskey. Nope, these guys got together and played D&D. I've Dungeons and Dragons. I've seen it twice <laughs> Dungeons now. Dungeons and Dragons is what it is. Pretended, yeah. pretended we were something else. Yep. <laughs> I, I, still, I, I still make fun of Spencer every time because he was like, he was playing DDO, which is yep. Dungeons and Dragons Online. Yep. And I was actually studying for my uh, insurance license. Mm. And he's got his headphones on, so he's not paying attention to me, you know. And he's like throw the death wish blah 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 spell it owns and i looked at him and i was like and i don't i can't even remember if that was the spell but i just looked at him and he was like shut your face and i'm like holy shit so i wrote it down in my notebook so that i could use it against him later <laughs> dork it alert owns. it owns i was like you fucking dork <laughs> And then she fucked him later. So, <laughs> yeah. and then and then I and then I him at once. Well, I was over there one night when they were playing. It. I'm like, I still don't understand what it is. Can I see? And I went in there. and I'm like, oh, oh, that was Warhammer. Oh, that's Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then I still that's don't super get nerdy too. Yeah. yeah, you should have seen super, the dork. Nerdy. The there was like eight and a half hours of Infinity being played on the table. Holy cow! Yeah yesterday and every time i walked in there and i even came over here so that we could get stuff ready to go out for patreon mm. and i walked in there and i was like nope still going still smells like taco bells and neck beards and so i'd leave <laughs> taco bell and neck beards and i come back in and be like oh god they're still going i'm gonna go have a nap god thank god i shaved mine today 
I know. I actually, I got after Spencer the other day. I was like, uh, you might want to, it's growing into your chest hair. Like you might want to clean that up. Can we just distinguish? I mean, you're a sharp looking dude, but when this grows into this, you start looking like maybe you drive a van. (laughs) I can donate mine to the cause. Right? Free candy. Yeah. Spencer, I have a van and I have a a Sharpie with the right free candy on the side. Your neck beard. Okay, next question is In similar cases to yours, do you think there should be steps that would allow people to be taken off the sex offender registry? We kind of just, we kinda just covered that yes. one. Yes, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, what those steps would be, I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head, but maybe be like finishing your therapy, obviously, um, doing any con- continuing education afterwards, um, whether or not you have maintained a job or something like that that you're you know like giving back to society in a way as an upstanding citizen so stuff like that i think would be could go a long ways okay next question what about in other oh what about in other cases for example if someone had possession of child pornography but never had a direct victim where do you think the line is for someone to be rehabilitated Child pornography is is just the same as a sex offense in my eyes. Yeah. Um, because now I know what he was he or she was probably thinking when they asked that is like, well, if they're looking at child pornography, they're not doing something to a child. And I've actually had a lot of conversations about like sex dolls and stuff like that for, oh, yeah. for sex offenders. I've seen that where they actually in Japan, they... <laughs> issue sex yep. dolls that look yep. very childlike yep. and they yeah that face that you're making i did the same thing yep. and they're using this as a deterrent yep and, and it's just like any what the fuck japan what the fuck japan don't you think that would like <laughs> there's actually uh, what's, there's a name there's a movie out on netflix that's actually about that this this gentleman actually he buys a sex doll and it like becomes lars and the real girl yeah lars and the real girl mm-hmm. it check it out and like his 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 reality like is so skewed as to what's real and what's not like this girl is real but yet she's a doll like they right. have adult conversations with one another and everything but it's it's a sex doll and and it's Ryan Gosling yeah <sighs> and i mean like and <laughs> of course oh, oh, well that's hey girl sucks. you want to meet my sex doll Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Can we have a threesome? Oh my goodness! <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, um, I know a lot of people have different views of pornography, child pornography, sex dolls. Um, in the grand scheme of things, in my opinion, sure, the doll is a deterrent, but eventually, just like heroin or any other drug, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. At some point. It's not going to be enough, and they're going to actually take that out on a real person. And the same with child pornography. Eventually, your your uh, addiction is going to have to get stronger and stronger, and your brain's going to be like, hey, I need more, that you're going to eventually take it out on a real person. Same with uh, a lot of pornography addictions. In adult pornography, um, people eventually – not all – but there are a lot of cases that they do end up going in and, and right. doing well, in, that. In a, in a lot of the research that we've actually done um, <coughs> with serial killer research and murder and stuff like that, um, they actually talk about, you know, it started with just BDSM. Yep. And then it ramped up to 
this or yep. this. And it just got worse and worse to where, you know, this person to be excited or whatever. And then they eventually end up killing people, yep. you know, or it starts with puppies and kittens or, you know, like Wayne Nathan Nance threw a bunch of kittens into a fucking incinerator. Yep. And then it ramps up to killing actual fucking people. Yep. Exactly. So it's one exactly. of those things where it's just. Yep. What about the children that are actually in these child pornographies that these people are in, like, that they're holding in their own hands? Like, they may directly, they're not directly having sex with that child or saying that they're not harming a child, but by creating a demand for the child pornography, they are hurting a child Mm -hmm. directly because there's another hit on that video. Okay, well, now we know that people want this, so... They're they going to, I mean, where do they get those children? Let's be real. Well, and they are, yep. somebody is hurting those kids, but yep. you're right. By supporting <clears throat> yep. it, you are hurting that co- yep. that kid. I, I, I was going to eventually get there, but yeah, she, she took the words right out of my mouth. That like, just because you yourself are getting off to an image on a screen doesn't mean that somebody is being directly affected. So I know we in the Color Me Dead community tend to be pro capital punishment especially in the real heinous sex and murder crimes. But cases like yours remind me that not everything is how it first appears. Has your experience changed your mind at all on the severity of how other sex offenders are treated? Uh, Going through the system, I think that sex crimes are still very heinous. Um, Nothing has changed in that outlook. And as I said before... Always hold on to that first red initial red flag that you get, um, no matter what it is, because you never know. Um, but do I again? Do I feel like we need to take a step back on certain cases and and handle them case by case? Yes. Well, and that's been my stance on capital punishment too: is that we need to go case by case. If you have a a killer or a murderer that's been convicted that has confessed that you know that they killed, that there's not a question. Kill them. If yep. there's somebody where there's questions, probably don't. Yep, exactly. Wait until you know exactly. Yep. That's my mm-hmm. thought. And it's the same thing with Truth. Yours. Yep. And I think that that's very true. I think that if uh, if somebody's a serial rapist, whether it's child, adult, no matter Anything. what it is, like, and they openly admit to that, mm-hmm. may, I, I don't know if shooting them or, like, putting them under would be the right way, but, like... Chemical castration, absolutely. Um, Make those fuckers live out their life without being able to to get off, because that's their that's their drug of choice. Like, and you can't tell me that that's going to be harder on somebody being like, I'm so pent up. I got the the hormone monster on my shoulder, (laughs) and then like limp wiener. Yeah, I don't don't know because I I know that there was and I'll have to look it up and get the specifics on it because I can't remember the dude's name but he was one of like the first uh subjects to be chemically castrated um but he actually object raped a woman shortly after like 18 months later he couldn't make okay. his willy work but he did attack a woman and then object raped her and ended up life in prison and I'll have to look that up cuz well, then just put that guy down yeah. like in that case then yes like it, capital pun, pun, capital punishment yeah absolutely like if there's if they're going to continue to find ways to hurt people and there's no way out like there's no fixing them yeah just well because for a lot of them it's not just the sex part of it so you can chemically castrate them but they still yep. want that um 
Like the control. Yeah, the, the control. Like Rodney Alcala, yeah. that's why he picked the smaller ones because he knew he could manipulate them and he could be in charge of them. And mm -hmm. so that's what he wanted. That's a lot of what he got off with was being the one in charge. So yep. the one that's been cap chemically castrated, like take you that took shit out part of, of it away. Yeah, <laughs> you took part of it away, but he can still get his jolly. Yeah, still get his cookies. He just <laughs> yeah. can't eat them. Yep. 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 Okay, yeah. In that case, then, yeah, case by case, like extreme cases like that put them down get them out of here there's no sense in even them being here there's nothing good about them they're not doing anything to promote a healthy lifestyle or help other people in some way see ya yeah okay the next question says i know my friend has a hard time establishing and maintaining intimate relationships once he tells them that he's on the sex offender registry what would you tell people who are on the registry for life about finding relationships or friendships? Be honest. Open and honest. Um, my quote-unquote trick is get to know the person first a little bit and then tell them. Uh, but when you do tell them, obviously we're all ashamed of our past and some of the things we've made, some cho choices we've made. Sure. But be upfront and honest about it. Uh, don't hide anything. And... Like, because people are going to know, like, if you're hiding something, people are going to be like, ah, you're keeping something from me and something just doesn't sound right. They'll pick up on that. Um, learn from it and do like, do, do as I did. Uh, learn from your mistakes. Do everything you can to make this about bettering yourself versus being like, oh man, I'm a poor, miserable sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was me like yeah it sucks and it it'll continue to suck and it'll always suck but i feel like if i were if i would have been like yeah so i'm a sex offender and it sucks and i'm sorry but this is this is it like if i would have went with that mentality versus hey there's something i got to tell you um i'm a registered sex offender this is a story and you're upfront and honest about everything. I think that has a little bit more weight to it than the woe is me, right. feel bad for me, pity me. Um, I was lied to mm -hmm. kind yeah. of a thing. Cause I mean, cause truthfully, I mean, like if I were to just come in here and be like, yeah, this, this dumb bitch lied to me and, uh, you know, this is this is what it is. I bet you we would not have half the positive feedback that we did. No, no, no. So, and I, judging by the looks I'm getting right now, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna punch you in the face. You no, like, like no, I no, I completely understand. Like, there there are people that are on the sex offender registry that have that mentality of like, well, I got fucked over by her. It's her fault. Yep. Well, no, that's not exactly how it all yep. went down i yep. understand your anger and your frustration and exactly you know what i mean but exactly it so take accountability for your actions uh guy who's having a hard time establishing relationships or lady uh take accountability for what you did and uh be open and honest about it as hard as it is uh just remember honesty goes a long way so okay he there's one last question that goes with all of these and then i have a question <laughs> Well, it's more of a conversation sure. than a question. Sure. But here's his question. Before I ask this question, I have to say that I'm not a ped pedophile. Actually, I'm the opposite. I like him older. Wow. He does. <laughs> yes. However, as a gay person, I know how it feels to have sexual attractions outside of what is considered normal, and I have no control over it. 
Growing up gay made me realize that many pedophiles maybe didn't choose the way that they feel, just like I didn't choose to be gay. This realization gave me sympathy towards people with urges towards pedophilia that have the strength not to act on those urges. From your own experience with both good and bad therapy, do you have any advice for someone who is battling thoughts of pedophilia? I know this might seem like a weird question, but if people can get help from it, they, it might stop them from hurting someone else. Absolutely. When I read that question, because you, you guys gave me questions yeah. before this, I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I've never been asked anything like that before, and I've never actually thought of pedophilia that way. Me either. Um, and it actually, like, opened my brain up to a whole new genre of thinking. Um and I, th- I think the best answer I can give is if you are struggling with thoughts of pedophilia and you haven't actually acted out yet, um, seek out help, obviously. And again, going back into him saying like with good therapy and bad therapy, therapy or therapists, psychiatrists aren't a one size fits all thing. So mm-hmm. if you go into one and you don't like it, don't go to that one anymore and find another one. But with that being said... Obviously, like, sometimes if you don't like it, they're the ones that are telling you what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And so, again, um, just be open about your, I'm going to say issues, quote unquote, but I'm not saying, like, gay people have issues or anything like that, but yeah. I don't know how to really describe it. So, if you yeah. if you feel you have pedophilia, that's a better way. Um, be open about it with yourself and your therapists. And maybe even some of your close friends, people that you feel safe and comfort that you could confide in um, and see and just because like with a porn addiction, um, the more people that I told, the more people that knew about it, the easier it was for me to not do it because I, they would always check in on me and be like, hey, guy, what are you doing? <laughs> Hope your pants are zipped up. <laughs> kind of a thing. I mean, it's. Um, it's, that's, that's tricky. Um, but my, my first instinct to tell people is to, to find somebody that's either a close friend that you can confide in that can help you and support you through this. And then also find somebody that you can confide in that's going to give you the necessary steps to avoid hurting somebody in that way. Yeah. Or wait until you're 30 and marry somebody that's 21 and then, (coughs) or 50 and marry a young, get become a millionaire. I don't, I don't know. That's terrible. Um, that is a great question, though. I think that that is something that society should actually do more research on and yeah. find out, you know, how they can actually help people like that. So I don't know. I don't like I don't I don't like likening homosexuality to pedophilia. I don't I either, but I different. understand what he's saying. I understand. That it's he's the, saying. the, the it's sexual not, side of it. Like, yeah, it's not the act. It's the that that's how you're wired. Yeah, it's it's kind of like how like I don't know I'm not gonna like in the fifties if you were gay you were wrong so we're gonna beat it out of you mm-hmm. yeah or shock therapy it Play out of the you gay way yeah you, you can't do that no. it's just the way that people are wired and then um, maybe people are wired for children I yeah it's kind of a hard pill for me to swallow but I'm trying to be as open exactly. about it as as I can be um, so a- I mean it's that's no excuse though. Like, no. don't, don't feel like I'm saying, oh, I like children or somebody likes children and they go out and because Rusty said, 
I'm wired this way. Don't take it that way. That's not okay. <laughs> no, because that's not an okay thing. Like, with being gay and you're wired that way, that's an okay thing. That's you can move okay. on your life and that's an okay yep. thing. Yep. But you yeah, cannot move along as a, pedoph- a pedophile and have it be okay. That's yep. not well, okay. Think, so don't... Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think where, where the line should be drawn is that if you're in a homosexual relationship... It's consensual for both, like for mm-hmm. adults or whatever, to yeah, be together. It's not consensual for an adult who has pedophilic urges to yep. engage with a child who doesn't yep. have the wherewithal to consent. Yep. You know what exactly. I mean? That's different. Exactly. It. Yep. So uh, seek out help. Uh, find a therapist. Find some close friends that will help you out, help you through the the times, and give you give you an outlet, a positive outlet. What that outlet is, I have no idea. Um, okay, here's my discussion, and you start. You kind of started to go into it uh, with your with your porn addiction. Mm-hmm. I was watching a um, an interview with Ted Bundy right before he died. I'm not comparing it to Ted Bundy. <laughs> I swear to God, it's okay. But he was talking about how his life was normal. His family was normal. He was brought up normal, but he was so into porn, and then it just took him into a whole different he went down the rabbit hole he did Mm -hmm. and so when we were when we were talking to you last time i was like what the fuck is wrong with the porn addiction like what is he gonna do now i know did you know that was thing did they go over that with you in therapy therapy? was that like because i didn't know that was why i didn't i just now figured that out so it the way that it works is it's just like any other drug um you we we briefly touched on that but like and I, I went into it in the previous episode a little bit too, is there's there's little neural pathways that your brain takes. Uh, like if you're drinking a glass of water or uh, just even random thoughts that you, you, you take on a daily basis, like it eventually it carves its way into your brain and it's like water takes the easiest route possible, right? Down a hill, it'll always go the fastest way that it can. It's the same way in your brain that, <clears throat> when you do something daily and it becomes a habit, obviously that's the first thing you go to, whether yeah. it's good, bad, indifferent. Um, you have to eat. So mm-hmm. if you eat first thing in the morning, obviously you're going to wake up hungry. Or if you need, if you drink a lot of alcohol or anything like that, then obviously that's going to be your brain's go-to. Or if you, <laughs> if you look at porn as a release or when you're bored or when you, you're hungry or you're feeling down or anything like that, then obviously over the course of time, that's just going to be your default go-to and that's just the way your brain works. But it, as you get more and more addicted to anything, whether it's porn, you could even say fitness, um, eating, uh, cocaine, heroin, meth, all of those things. Obviously it takes more and more to get your brain to release that chemical. What starts is, and it is, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I battled a a drug addiction as a young adult. Mm Mm-hmm. I was a Mexican American for a few years, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. <laughs> I'm like, you were all, all, <laughs> oh. oh, and it it started as a recreational thing, mm-hmm. and then it moved into like, oh, this is making me not eat, and mm-hmm. I'm getting skinny, and I'm getting attention. Yep. Ooh, I like that. And then it went from being like recreational to gotta have it to, you know, yep. fifty bucks a day to three hundred bucks a day to. Like, it just yep. goes off the crazy train. Exactly. Thankfully, I have a big brother that was like, either you come to me or I come to you. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Bear. 
Yep. Either you come to me or I come to you. But if I have to come to you, I'm going to drag you out of there by your hair. You're not like you weren't raised this way. Yep. You're going to get clean, fly straight, do good things. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Dave. Hey. Yep. And so, and then speaking of the money cost of it, yeah, there's porn out there that costs money, but you can find just as good a porn for free. Yeah. And you don't have you don't have that limit. Like anybody can access their computer from the privacy of their own home. Um, you take out that factor of, hey, if I want drugs, I got to go to a drug dealer to get them. Porn, you don't have to do that. And that's yeah. why so many people are addic- can get addicted to it so easily. It's because they're like. Check your fingertips. Mom home? Nope. Nope. Is my significant other home? Nope. Oh, they're home? Well, I'll just go in the basement. Click, lock the door, and guess what they're doing? <laughs> like it's that easy. For anybody and anyone out there to do it, um, it takes away all those negative, quote unquote, stoppers that people are like, wow, man, I really don't want to go talk to somebody to get meth or, you know, I don't want to have to go to a cannabis shop to get marijuana. Yeah. That's just awkward. So. I used to make jokes about, you know, when cell phones first came out, they were gigantic. And then we were like, make them smaller, make them smaller, make them smaller until we had these tiny little cricket phones. Nope. And then we got the interwebs on our phone. And we realized we could watch porn on our phones. Make them bigger. Like, make them bigger. bigger. <laughs> make them bigger. Bigger screen. Bigger. <laughs> yep. All the big screens. Yep. So that leads to carrying out more fantasies, which can yep. in turn lead to murder is where I was going yep. with Yep, murder, that. rape. Um, so, and then even like going further what they talk to us about in therapy is why why it's so easy for um <clears throat> for like uh in my case or anybody else's case like especially where I had a porn addiction in my background um one of the major reasons why I was so okay even though I was lied to is because you continually objectify somebody on a screen mm-hmm. right and as we talked about earlier like whether it's child adult consenting adult or whatever it is like you can't tell me that so-and-so porn actress is really enjoying having 15 dudes like ejaculate on her face like Mm -hmm, you can't tell me that's fun by any means necessary no matter how much money they're making Mm -hmm. um you you continue to look at porn or whatever and you objectify somebody and you continue to do that in your mind it actually starts to turn off the humanization of people like a, an actual yeah. person. So when you start to have sexual interactions or you're attracted to somebody that there's no on or off switch, it's just always off whether you're a human or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And so you, a normal person wouldn't typically obviously go out and murder somebody unless they had something, some sort of emotional disconnect or something like that is kind of what I'm going with. And porn- pornography actually makes it easier for you to turn that switch off. Gotcha. And so that's... That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Moving moving forward, hmm? are there any big plans for you 2020 when your name is off the registry? I haven't really thought about that, actually. Oh. Um, probably maybe going to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can go Cause now? Because I, can, I can't. I'm going uh, to Disneyland. Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Disney World. Disneyland. Um, no, I, so going hunting. To get? Hunting would be the oh. first one that I, I would like to go do because I have never been able to. So Good. So then you can make some jerky for us. Exactly it. 
Um, so were you unable to have a passport as a felon? Uh, yes, I can have a passport, but not to Canada or Australia. Really? Yep. They do not allow felons in either one of those countries. And I'm sure there's other ones out there that I couldn't go to, but those are the two main ones that I know first that, nope. Cause that was, I, that I always thought like, what are you going to do? I know. Yeah. Like yeah. you just won what's the gonna, Super Bowl. Where what's going to happen? Uh, I'm going to get my Facebook back. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I wonder it. if they could do that. Like, have you asked them if they, uh, if, if you're able to have it reinstated at that time or. You know, I, I didn't ask them. We haven't honestly been able to really communicate with anybody yeah. on the Facebook platform. It's, it's really kind of a shitty deal because you can't. All you get is like an automated response. In order to actually talk to somebody that's able to help you, I, I don't even know how. There's phone numbers. Mark Zuckerberg is under enough pressure. I don't think he's going to respond to my message about <laughs> privacy, you fuck. But, you know. Yeah. He's busy right now. Please leave a message. I, I still, like, all the memes that are coming out right now I are know. killing me. The one where he's like, Mr. Facebook, can you tell me why all my crops died even though I logged out of my Facebook for a week? <laughs> But there were like, there were some serious questions coming from these senators that even I was cringing. I'm like, you cannot be fucking serious. <laughs> oh, man. I, I guess this was on Facebook because I have no idea what you guys are <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah. I'm going to start like saving them and sending them to you. I I'll, do. I'll text them. Be like, here. Keep, keeping up on the world. I know. Yeah. While yeah. you were away. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you missed. <laughs> It'll be like 50 two, first dates. Two more years. Fifty first dates. We're just gonna nice. make like we're just gonna start taking like screenshots and make a video. Here's what mm. you missed. You know that commercial where she's like, "You're my friend on my wall," and she has all oh, the yeah. pictures of her. That's friends. not how this works. That's not how this works. That's <laughs> not how any of this works. <laughs> you're gonna have. We're gonna go to your house. Hey. And you'll have our pictures on your wall. <laughs> the other thing is actually uh, starting my own business too. So yeah. and going to pursue that. What were you going to say? Well, it's nice. It'll be really nice, like, when we go to either rent a home or buy a home, not being like, oh, shit, will they rent to us because you're a felon and it's a sex crime? Or, oh, hey, we want to move, but mm, I don't know what their laws are. Or can we live there because there's a school close by? Or, you know, like, any of that stupid stuff, like... Like I get it, and I'm I'm grateful for the the boundaries that are in place to keep my child safe. But at the same time, I think yeah. I mean, I said it last time too. It's just a broken, it's just a broken system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so are are you not supposed to be in certain places like schools, playgrounds, preschools? On probation, I wasn't a, I wasn't supposed to be. Oh, okay, but, but now um, that you're off probation, now that I'm off probation, I I'm not sure actually. I mean, I don't make it. And, and always a, like a thing to go to a public school by any means, but, right. no. but I don't think that I, I honestly don't think that I would get in trouble for it. Cause I mean, I've, I was thinking more along the lines of like taking your son to preschool or kindergarten. I, picking I've actually or... done that with other people's children. So oh, okay. Uh, friends, friends, children. I didn't just take weird. random children. <laughs> I just picked up this kid and was like, where do you, where do you live? I'm going to take, you I better, home. I better take you to school so you don't get abducted by a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think that's you really do need to find out because our new rental is literally kitty corner from a school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be. Yeah, they yeah, would. Apparently it's time to feed. 
Yeah. My stomach's Are you still you still have so grill at all? Yeah, that's my guts rumbling. Need to eat a baby. <laughs> well, t- I up. get in my belly. <laughs> other, other white meat. I think that's, I I think that's my baby back, baby back, baby back ribs. We just ate ribs. We just ate oh, ribs. Baby have some back ribs. And barbecue sauce. <laughs> I think that's the. Out of everything that I enjoy most about being on the sex offender registry list is actually making jokes around people that just found out being like, oh, that's a good one. Like they're not sure whether they should laugh. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, it's kind of like I like to make fat jokes around people that are like, you're not fat. And I'm like, boo boo. I get in and out of the tub naked. Every day, sometimes twice a day. It's like, <laughs> I know that I'm heavy. Like, I can see it. Exactly. Did you know that I can see it? Exactly. And so I hear. <laughs> yep. Not so much here. Not so much here. But right here. And they just, they give you that look of like, oh, oh do I laugh or do that's, I? That's really fucked up, but funny. funny? Yeah. I'm going to hell. Yeah. So. When my little brother told me he was gay, I'm like, I don't care. You're still my little brother. Like, he thought it was going to be a, di- a thing. Yeah. And I'm like, however... Gay jokes will not stop. Exactly. <laughs> That's, exactly. It. No. We had a, a friend come out mm-hmm. to us yep. um, on New Year's Eve, nonetheless. On New Year's Eve, yep. And he like leaned in. He's like, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, okay. And we have, we're several shots deep, you yep. know? Yep. And he's like, I'm gay. And I'm like, we know. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. We're like, this is not a secret. <laughs> you, did, you didn't know you were gay? Or like, I thought, I, I thought that was like a thing. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> not 100%. Yeah. Puh. Like Lance. <laughs> I think the only thing that he has not yet accepted is uh, certain words. Yep. Yeah. He's, Which is he's, fine. He's tenderhearted to a couple of words. Yep. I have like almost all of my friends, like 75% of my friends are homosexuals. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've never stopped with gay jokes. I've never stopped with like using certain words, yep. um, except for him. Yep. Because he's, he's, yep. he's still new to the, yep. he's new to the game. Still new. But like, even when the Libesians start arguing. I'm like, <laughs> stop being so gay. <laughs> For gay sake. Like, yeah. 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 Listen, scissors, yep. sisters. <laughs> I'm going to need you to calm down. Get your hormones in check. Yeah. Get your hormone monster under control. Yeah. Well, yeah. Should we wrap this up and call it an evening? Because apparently my stomach's growling, growling loud enough for everybody to hear it, so I should probably <laughs> go eat. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of something horrible to say with wrap this up, but it just went in awful ways. Always like dumping down. loads. <laughs> always wrap it up. No yeah, always. Especially always if you're up. young. Right? Um, so if you're interested in getting some merchandise, you can check us out at colormedeadpod.threadless.com or redbubble.com backslash people backslash colormedeadpod. You can get your gory gal signature bath bomb and so much more at thepurplelotusonline.com. Use the promo code DEADPOD15 for 15% off your order. Also, check us out on social media. We've got Facebook, Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, most of it's listed under Color Me Dead Podcast. At Twitter, it's just Color Me Dead Pod. Um, you can follow Nikki at Instagram. Uh, un- it's Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. My mouth, huh. it betrayed me. <laughs> bitch. Little bitch. <laughs> follow Nikki at... On... Follow Nikki on Instagram at gory underscore Nikki and at ntune on Twitter. I I can't function. So maybe always wrap your tool. Wrap. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Ask when they graduated high school. 
and stay, stay out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Bye.